You're listening to The Tool Belt, a manufacturing podcast focusing on logistics, safety, operations, and breaking industry news. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of The Tool Belt podcast brought to you by Endeavor Business Media's Manufacturing Group. I'm Tom Welk, the Chief Editor of Planet Services, and for this episode, we have with us Rue Phillips, who is the co-founder and president of SkillFusion, a platform that connects electric vehicle operations and maintenance service providers with a nationwide credentialed talent pool for electric vehicle service equipment O&M obligations. Rue has been at the forefront of developing online platforms that connect clean tech asset owners with a local and on-demand installation and service workforce, uh, first in the solar sector with 365 Pronto and now in the EV charging sector. Rue also hosts EV Chat, a podcast with a rock and roll spin, elevating industry leaders and making their knowledge and insight accessible to those across the electric vehicle space. Rue, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for that uh, great intro there. It's great to be here today. Well, I'm looking forward to talking with you today because uh, of the work you're doing when it comes to skills development, especially in a sector that we haven't covered directly in plant services and when it comes to skills development, the EV charging sector. So could you start by telling us about yourself and about skill fusion and what seems to keep drawing you back to clean tech for the past couple decades? So, uh, yeah, my name's Rue, Rue Phillips. I've been in the electric vehicle space since, uh, oh my gosh, 1996 in California. Um, I had my contracting business and um, I answered uh, RFP, which is a request for proposals uh, for ZEB mandate, zero emission vehicle. This was back in the 90s and it basically said that uh, by 2012, 10% of vehicles in California had to be zero emission. So uh, I was part of um, this, this RFP to gather contractors together and I've been installing, servicing, maintaining uh, electric vehicle fleets, uh, the chargers moreover, uh, since the, those uh, 1996. Um, co-formed a skill fusion uh, for a basic need to a, a dire need, if you like, uh, in the industry uh, to help bring in skilled talent workforce uh, to the electric vehicle industry. The the you know um, uh, right now we have a bit of a problem, uh, whereas uh, the infrastructure needs to be a little bit more robust, reliable, and operable. So. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about skill fusion and what we do. You know, it's interesting. We've been keeping track of new plant openings in the U.S. this year. It's a simple Google map. We drop a pin in the map whenever we hear of a new plant opening up. And such a strong number of those plants are electric vehicle plants or EV battery plants. Um, and the skills shortage, I guess, in industrial manufacturing, at least in the U.S., was already somewhat acute. Um, your focus on the EV industry, especially EV chargers, strikes me as similar. I mean, it, which is that it can be a challenge to find skilled workers. Is that a fair statement for the EV side of business these days? And do you see this changing anytime soon? Uh, I, I think it is a fair statement, Tom. There is um basically a, a, to, to put it blunt there's a shortage of skilled labor uh you know we have an electric revolution that's going on 
Uh, and uh, I think for the most part, and this has been uh, going for a few years now, is that uh, young kids, when they graduate, they think they have to go and get an MBA, uh, they, they, you know, and the, the skilled trades, electricians, carpenters, plumbers, uh, you know, which are going to be with us for, you know, few decades to come. Um, that you know, that there's not enough in, in infusion, if you like, of young people to to you know to kind of uh, enforce uh, th that workforce, if you like. Uh, so I think uh, absolutely there, there is a shortage. Uh, what we're going to do about it? Well, as education in schools, that the mm -hmm. you know the the renewable uh, revolution is happening. Uh, solar, electric vehicles, battery energy storage uh, is happening all around us. Uh, but I think we're just a little bit slow out of the gate, Tom. You know, I've got three boys. I've got a 12-year-old and twin 10-year-olds. And the message about being more sustainable is definitely sinking in with them. Uh, they get on the case that my wife and I, whenever we uh, don't recycle, for example, or put the, put the can in the wrong recycle container, um, and they've seen EV chargers pop up in, say, unused bank parking lots, uh, unused grocery store parking lots, or, or they lease space in those parking lots. So, like you said, though, I don't know that they've connected what they're seeing and the message they're hearing with a possible career in this field to maintain the equipment. Yeah, myself and my partner, Elena Farnsworth, we're, we're active in the education uh, of, of young kids. Uh, we're doing something in uh, San Bernardino, California, uh, mm. kind of, uh, yeah, and it's really, really good. These, uh, you know, young as aspiring workers that want to get into the renewable technologies, and um, yeah, it's great opportunities out there for the for the young kids. Do you think uh, the skill shortage in EV is a result, possibly, of the relative newness of the technology? And, and for context, I'm thinking of the fact that large libraries exist for industrial manufacturing for traditional rotating equipment, things like motors and pumps. Um, and these libraries have lists of known faults and failure modes for a lot of different models. Um, I'm curious to know, how close are, is the EV infrastructure industry to matching those kind of libraries and historical knowledge for things like likely faults? Well, you know, Tom, the, the fact is these are smart devices, what we're using. These chargers, uh, you know, are, have processes in them. They talk to the cloud. They do indeed have error codes when, when there's a problem. Uh, I think that the main issue is, is the manufacturers obviously are not sharing that information. It's proprietary mm -hmm. information, uh, you know, meantime between failures are, are quite, you know, proprietary. Um, but we do need uh, some commonality uh, as far as uh, bringing the technologies together so that we can actually support them from this field service uh, so that the, the, the technician doesn't have to be specific to one technology. He could be generic and agnostic uh, in you know, going out there repairing uh, a whole bundle. Uh, of, of manufacturers. So in short, we do have that technology right now. We do have the ability to see the failure the, the codes. Uh, we just it, it's a little early days uh, to but watch watch this space.
Excellent. I know when you and I spoke earlier, you mentioned that a lot of the failures actually aren't so much mechanical failures as they are network failures. That that's that that's the uh, at least a large contributor to charger downtime is is uh, it's 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 again le less mechanical than it is network. I, I absolutely agree. The the machine itself, uh, you know, the equipment, the EVSC, um, the the failure of that is you know it's pretty low. They are pretty reliable. Uh, however, network and communications is a different thing. Uh, so, and that's what Skill Fusion is really, really focused on, is that that main failure point in the electric vehicle uh, infrastructure. Uh, so, yeah, we're we're training a, a whole new um, vocation, if you like, uh, out there to fix this most common problem. Okay. Are, are we are we looking for say hybrid? technicians where they'd have mechanical and network troubleshooting experience uh, or, or what does the pipeline look like for training these specific uh, uh, EV infrastructure technicians? Well, you know, the, the word technician, uh, it's, it's a little vague and uh, it's overused right now. The, you, you know, you don't need to be an electrician to be called a technician nowadays. And right. that's that's a problem. Uh, because we've got people out there, you put a tool belt on them and they're doing the work of electricians. It's dangerous and it's not right. Uh, you, you know, so um, it's taking three or four attempts to to fix, a, fix an EV charger. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, so so what we have done is refined, if you like, we've drawn a line in the sand that says this is the work that a trained worker could be done if he's not an electrician. And this is the work that needs to be done by a trained electrician. Totally different. So we've come up with a, a new credential called an EDT. It's a diagnostic technician that basically can do the communication and the network's faults. And mm. some mechanical, you're absolutely right, some mechanical, but not electrical. Electricians should be doing electrical work, Tom. No, I, I think a lot of our listeners just pumped their fists when it came to the safety message because that's one of the mantras in, in the asset management side of industry is a, is a reliable plant is a safe plant. Uh, Indeed. And a, lot of, a lot of consultants tell me they're not in the business of helping people fix machines or help they're in the business of helping people go home safely at night without 100%. injury. 100%. Safety is at the forefront of, of you know any part of our training. I'm curious, you, you mentioned that reliability numbers are proprietary, and I completely understand that. Is there a ballpark figure out there for how reliable these are, like the mean time between failure for EV chargers or um, the average downtime for, for an electric charging station? Well, the, the mean time between failures, again, that's kind of like a top secret, if you like, from the, the individual manufacturers. But what I can tell you is on my podcast, I ask all the, the CEOs and the, the, the scientists, if you like, and the PhDs, and I say, give me a score of one to 10 of where you think we are with our existing infrastructure. And we get a six. At best, we get a 60% uh, out there. Um, so, you know, this is the general consensus within the industry, and that's not pointing any fingers, Tom. Right. That's, you know, that's not saying this manufacturer or that manufacturer, uh, but basically what we're, we, you know, we're saying is there is a problem that needs to be sorted out. And I think most of the problem is this, 
is the contractors that are coming into the market now, the EV market, are specifically focused on the installation component. Service and maintenance, some, for whatever reason, doesn't appeal to them yet. So it's if you can figure they've, you know, they've installed four to ten EV chargers and one of them goes down and they've got to pull their electrician off one of their jobs to go and do uh, a minor service call. Uh, so we've got to fix that. We've got to do something about that that mindset. That's interesting. And I, and I hear you about the nut pointing fingers thing. I appreciate the you're taking the temperature of industry. It sounds like it's uh, fair to partly cloudy, like we're going in the right direction, uh, but work to be done. Absolutely. Yes, we have. Yes. Yeah, it, it sounds a lot like introducing things like AI technologies into again more traditional mechanical asset management you, you know that there are people who are applying these technologies appropriately but uh, there aren't enough experts yet and uh frankly you know lubricating the bearings uh uh on a time-based uh, route can be more critical sometimes than introducing some something very advanced like an ai uh, uh, absolutely i mean we're using ai within our software platform and vr uh, so it is the future, and yeah. if we can infuse that to increase the reliability of products out there uh, for the general public, uh, absolutely, I think it's beneficial. Okay. Well, let me ask you a final question about road trips in electric cars and the reliability of electrical infrastructure along the way. I knew a friend, well, I'm in Chicago, we're at one terminus of Route 66, traditionally the starting point. Uh, Route 66 goes from here and it ends in Los Angeles. And I know a couple of folks who have made that trip. Um, a lot of those folks would be interested in doing that with an electric vehicle if they could. And I, but I don't know anybody who has done that yet. It's all been gas powered. So you introduced me to a new term um, when we talked before: range anxiety. Yes. Um, how you know how how reliable is are are the charging stations going to be? Um, could you describe for our our listeners? Um, what that experience is likely to be right now how how reliable is it versus driving a gas or diesel powered vehicle um can you get the same range in an electric vehicle what happens when the charging stations are down well that's a that's a great question range anxiety right now is probably the main point uh that when someone wants to go and buy an electric vehicle uh, they they have that range anxiety, you know. Mm -hmm. The the facts are this though uh, that most of the journeys that are made, uh, and I can quote California right now, uh, are like less than 50, 60, 70 miles, well within the range of a two hundred and ninety mile uh, uh, electric vehicle. So they they are increasing battery technologies, getting more advanced. And, the, you know, the range of electric vehicles actually is getting, uh, you know, further. Uh, the range anxiety comes more from the reliability of the charging infrastructure, Tom, rather mm -hmm. than rather than what's in the tank of the of the, the electric car. So the, the, I, I can tell you that the work um, in rural areas, uh, the, there will be electric chargers every five to ten miles. They really will. Now, I recently did a, a road trip uh, from Los Angeles uh, to Phoenix, Arizona. I think it's mm. it's roughly around 390 mile, and and that was just short 50 miles uh, from the range in my electric wow. tank, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I I knew there were charges uh, along the way. Uh, it was desert, one straight road in the desert. 
there were probably uh, two charging stations within my uh, extended range. And do it as long as those charges work. <laughs> so there goes the anxiety. It's like, uh, I don't know what I do. I'm going to have to be told if I get there and these charges uh, are not working. Thankfully, when I went, when I got there, uh, they were working. Uh, I had a coffee. I had a fast charge. And um, I was on my way. Uh, so, but that's what we call range anxiety. It's more towards the infrastructure than it is the actual vehicle itself and its range. Right. Yeah, and that that's, as you said, where the upkeep comes in, where um, installation is great and it's still needed in plenty of areas, but then you got to balance that with making sure the installed base actually is functioning and reliable and it, people need it. Absolutely. And the skill fusion, what we're about is to kind of, you, you know, enhance that workforce out there with skilled uh, workers so that we can keep that infrastructure running. Terrific. Well, Ruth, thank you for being with us today. I'll put the links to both skill fusion and EV chat in the podcast notes in the transcript. Um, and thanks for introducing our listeners and readers to what I expect will be a whole new area of a career they might not have considered. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been a pleasure to be on your show.